boy. All right. All that. Yeah. All that. All that. Maybe, maybe I should. Welcome to Brose. Clap your hands, everybody, for <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Go sports. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And reporting live from the ESPN Wide World of Sports <laughs> Complex in Orlando, Florida, Tim Hansen. Worst intro ever. Oh, I heartily disagree. <laughs> that song is a goddamn jam. I, I, I went to start clapping, but I wasn't sure, like, the rhythm of how we were supposed to clap, so I just, like lightly patted my hands together <laughs> yeah it's it's Take every disco fingers, song. that's enough it's a relic of the 70s that they dusted off like seven or eight years ago and everybody's like well why why did we do this it's stupid and now everybody loves the song <laughs> so, don't Here you mean come the sixers don't you mean seven or six years ago seven, ha, seven. Ha, i don't ha. get it because they're because <laughs> seven eight nine that's right <laughs> okay <laughs> Seven eight nine. Uh, yeah, the Sixers are back. Uh, they're playing as we speak. Uh, they're 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 as as is typical of Philadelphia sports. They are playing a team substantially worse than them, and they're only winning by like five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the end of this game, I they, they may have the, the game may have finished up by the time I, I finished this intro. Um, but uh, but yeah, sports are back at least for now. Um, <laughs> a little dodgy. There needs to be that asterisk every time you see sports are back. It's like, well, for now. That's the first, but yeah. Like, uh, did you guys see um, they're doing <laughs> – the uh, the Phillies-Yankees just wrapped up their series in quotes because it is like they just squeaked in a couple of games. Um, but the uh, the manager of the Yankees, Aaron Boone, is upset because there are, there are a handful of fans outside of Citizens Bank Park because um, obviously there's no fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody was blowing an air horn. Uh, and because there's nothing else happening in the stadium, like they pump in crowd noise, but because it's basically a mausoleum, otherwise the sound of the air horn was distracting the, like they would, they would time the air horn to distract the batters. And the Yankees manager complained after the game saying, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, this is not fair. This is completely, you know, against the ethics of the game. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. Boy, if you don't think that a bunch of like, like risk be damned, you know, just going out there. Phillies fans are going to go out with air horns through like the playoff run. Now Uh, you're you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. Yeah. This is you've introduced. This is how home. This is what home field advantage. The uh, home field advantage looks like in 2020. Uh, Just a bunch of people with like fog horns out there. (laughs) It's just five dudes hanging out, out in left field, like outside the gates, like, uh, maybe like a half mile away from like where home plate is going like, <laughs> and Aaron judge just being like, whoa, who did that? Like swinging a miss. <laughs> totally weird. So, so I, I watched a game or two during the Marlin series and I didn't real like I heard the crowd noise, but I was like, is that just ambient noise? Or are they really pumping that in? And yeah, they pumped it in. It's nuts. In the stadium uh, itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's from uh, MLB the show. <laughs> is it real? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That's what they're doing for uh for the NBA restart there too. They're doing NBA two K. Uh <laughs> the, the noises from the game with like a video board of fans. Uh it's, That's dude, so funny. it's 
you get as get Ken uh, as good as get Ken with uh, with sports in the year 2020 in August. Uh, hockey's <laughs> no, back. No, notice <laughs> hockey isn't getting any uh, fan noise because they don't have any fans. Boo. Wow! Oh, <laughs> like, Shots fired. <laughs> so just just cutting our, our Canadian audience off at the knees. Uh, welcome to the Brose Podcast, everyone. Available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, the premise of our show, as always, is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while enjoying a crisp, refreshing glass of rosé uh, or V8 juice. If you have a question <laughs> you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Um, but before we get to those questions, let's discuss the wines we're drinking. Um, I'm going to go first uh, just to see if Sean can keep up. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, so I am drinking Artea, uh, a rosé, uh, Produit du France, uh, which I believe means it comes from Austria. Uh, and Seems it is legit. a <laughs> double uh, It is a 2018 rosé. Uh, it is perfectly fine. Uh, I think this is a relatively inexpensive bottle. I want to say this is like 10-ish bucks. Um, so it's not the cheapest of the cheap, uh, but it, it's good for that price range. Um, it is not super sweet. If you're uh, worried about rosés being too sweet, uh, not going to have much problem with this one. This is a, it's fine. It's fine. It's a B rosé. Uh, that's about the best I can say for it. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking, uh, Demand de Fonsant, Agree Degree, which I just looked up and apparently that just means it's a light rosé that has to be made from certain types of grapes um and it's still good it's pretty dry but in a you know it's pleasant nice it's pretty warm it's good a plus a plus mm-hmm. good is an a plus that sounded <laughs> no, like a it c is, so maybe a b minus review this 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 wine specifically is the wine that i'm looking for every time i'm buying a rosé Wow. Oh, all right. Like it's ex- it's exactly what I want. Like it's not it's not it doesn't it's not super like fruity or anything, but it just has like that dryness that I'm looking for without being like like you know what I mean? Like I'm not like <laughs> <laughs> Not like what? Like like that. Man. Some ASMR for everybody. The world's worst ASMR. Just four dudes. <laughs> uh Rich, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, uh, Les Dauphins uh, Côte de Rhone. It is um, it's a rosé. It's pretty good. Obviously, it's a rosé. Um, I bought it because the the label looks pretty cool. Look kind of uh, carnivaly, and I, it's good. I like it. It's uh, not very sweet. It's um, which is a shock to me that I like it, but it goes down pretty smooth, and it looks like it's in like a vodka bottle. I think. The, the way the bottle's made. It's like yeah, not a, a tall bottle. It's kind of a, like short and stout. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Tim, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, due to my continued health uh, concerns, I am not drinking wine, unfortunately. Uh, and I've also run out of my V8 Splash uh, <laughs> Berry Blend. It was too delicious and I couldn't contain myself. Uh, so now I'm drinking Giant Brand Clear Splash Tangerine Lime Sparkling Water. Uh, this is also in the attempt to cut back on my soda intake that I bought a bunch of these because you still get that, um, mouthfeel of soda. So it's, it's got that nice bubbly 
mouthfeel without all the horrible sugar carbs and all the other shenanigans. Yeah, here. Yeah. Soda's just awful for you, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, just He's rub just it in my face there, man. Just slurping a can of Diet Dr. Pepper. So, so, so Tim, what do the uh, tasting notes say on your bottle of water? <laughs> uh, flavored sparkling water beverage with other natural flavors. It's uh, tangerine lime, sugar-free, sodium-free, caffeine-free. Water-free. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> water-free. <laughs> Where the hell did I get it here? Uh, something about a serving suggestion. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Five cents for recycling. That That's, all right. that's, what, all that's right. what we got. Knocking it out of the park. Uh, all right. Uh, Sean, you have round two, correct? Yep. All right. I do, and I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get it on then. What's our first question? First question. Have you ever licked a battery? No. No? You're talking about the 9 volt so so that you're connecting the two poles and then you're supposed to shock yourself? I've always thought about it and I've always bitched out. I did it a bunch of times. When I was in in high school on stage crew, I don't know why. Well, we had a bunch of 9 volt batteries. We wanted to see if it worked. And (laughs) spoiler alert, it does. (laughs) But wait, but you had to do it multiple times? Well, no, because you do it like the first time and you're like, oh, and then you're like, and then you, so I went to an all boys school and there was that like machismo, like how long can you do it? And I know one kid like straight up burned his tongue. Like you could see where the two, uh, like the two connectors touched his tongue for way too long. It's one of those things also where if you do it for long enough, your tongue will go numb because it hurts so bad that you can, so you can just full-on burn your tongue it's a very stupid thing to do do not lick a battery guys welcome to teenage males (laughs) yeah but uh i definitely have and it sucks it's not fun (laughs) but we would also do it to um to test the batteries because you do a quick little just yeah exactly you touch it to your tongue just to see if it worked because the arts are criminally underfunded in high school so you didn't (laughs) you never knew if your nine volts were working for your like uh for the mics so you'd have to lick them because you'd find a nine volt you're like i don't know if this is works or not and you'd lick it and be like okay it works <laughs> and then you'd put it in I, oh boy i hope they're not doing that in 2020 i don't know <laughs> I, I hope i hope not too i hope they're getting more money than they were then you what, get a fresh fresh nine volts whenever you want it <laughs> what about you matt and rich Sup- supplemental class batteries 101 <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've ever licked a battery. Uh, it is not, if it, if I did lick a battery in the past, it's not left the visceral reaction, uh, visceral memory that it did with Sean. Um, no, I, I I haven't done it to test a battery or, or anything along those lines. What about you, Rich? Uh, I haven't. Um, the only kind of uh, uh, to use the word uh, Sean used machismo kind of uh, challenge that I did in in high school was we were clean I worked uh, for the summer cleaning crew in high school and we were cleaning the uh, the, the, the the cooking room the foods room uh, um, like the cooking classroom and there was a bottle of hot sauce in there so just one by one we would go one drop and each one would have one drop and then two drops and each one would have two drops to see who could last the longest I think I got up to like 30 drops of hot sauce in one take and I was like I'm fine guys I can keep going. I, I do have a related story to, but it's it wasn't a battery. But have you guys ever been to the Franklin Institute? Yes. 
So yes. Do you remember in the like electricity section, there was a interactive display where there was a plastic wheel that you had to like spin really fast and hold a piece of wool on it. And then there's a copper ball that you're supposed to put your nose on. And you, just, you get a little static shock. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember this at yeah, all? Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yeah, I do. So uh, it's probably fourth grade uh, field trip. And I go, and me and one of the other guys is just like, I wonder if, what happens if you put your tongue to it. So like, he we we like let it go. We were we were going ham on that wheel, spinning it as fast as we could. And then I put my tongue to it. That shit hurt. And then he and then uh, Nick Kaufman he did it. He had braces. Oh Jesus! <laughs> he dropped to the floor, and I got yelled at so bad. Wow. We, do you? Do you know the the website Woot? Yeah. So if you don't know, Woot's basically a website where they every day they'll post uh, discounted, usually electronics or discounted goods. It's kind of like Wish, but more legit and like actual things. Uh, but every so often they would have a thing called a bag of crap where they would just it would be, I think, a dollar and you they would just give you whatever. Like one time. They gave out DVD players, but they gave out DVD players where they gave the cases and like most of it to half of the people and the in and like the inner workings to the other half. So like <laughs> nobody got a working DVD player. Just a bunch of people got half a DVD player. That's fun. But they would do stuff like that or like you just get a bunch of crap, a bunch of crap. So <laughs> my one of my friends got one and they would sell out so quickly. One of my friends got one and in it was uh, like a one of those packs of those shock it was like a shock cell phone like you pushed the okay button it was one of those old flip phones you push the okay yeah. button it would it would shock you they were i i kid you not the most powerful things it was like getting tased like i i i <laughs> if you touched it and were not like grounded if you laid on the floor and pushed the button it would send your whole body into a spasm it was like <laughs> so dangerous <laughs> And so we would just lay around tasing ourselves, basically. Because when you're Shit. in college, what else are you going to do? You know, you're just going to freaking tase yourself. Maybe yeah. be close to giving yourself a heart attack with a faulty Oh, <laughs> we got bought by Amazon. Oh, that stinks. I, I used to do. I used to go to shirt.woot because they always had cool designs that would mm-hmm. rotate in and out, kind of like Shirt Punch and T-Turtle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on licking a battery, guys? <laughs> <laughs> do it! Don't do it. It's electrifying. Uh, what's our next question, Sean? Our next question, submitted by Steve Burns. Why mm. is bread the only thing that comes with a twisty tie? I think crackers come with a twisty tie, too, don't they? Or Maybe not. Um, I, I no, have... no, no, you're right, you're right. I have a large bag of popcorn that came with a twisty tie. Oh, yeah. Um, I get electronics cables and they always come with a twisty tie. So I think it's, it's, <laughs> as far as like things count? going bad at the store. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, I guess fruit, it's, yeah, bags it's, of apples do as well. If you get like a prepackaged bag of, of fruit or apples or, or veggies or something like that, those will come with their own little clippy. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not the twist tie, but it's like the big plastic C, essentially. I, I, that think just that's, clips on that, I think that's part of the question is, why isn't it a C like everything else? Why is it a twist tie? And honestly, I don't mm. remember the last time I've seen bread with a twist tie. Yeah, they, they, they've, 
shifted them out for those little plastic square things that they but, like yeah. the hooks on. Yeah. Yeah, but that, uh, that's why I think he's thinking he's saying they're, he's treating them all the same. Like so, the twist tie is the C, and so like just why don't why is Bray the only thing that has something is, that keeps this it? This like is that? this is a boring answer, but it is the right answer that I just looked up, and the color of the twist tie corresponds to the day on which that bread was delivered. Yep, I knew this. That's one. Not boring. That's uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, so like it, it's like if you get a green twi- twist twist tie, that just means that bread was delivered on Monday, and then. There's like a bunch of colors, so there is a there is a legitimate logistical reason why only bread. Because I mean, other things, it's a convenience thing. It's just like that's an easy way to close anything. But mm. for bread specifically, it's to indicate when you got it, so that you don't give people old bread. Hmm. All right. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. Without right. having a giant thing on it that says "This is how old this bread is." Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. for the for the customer, it's it, it serves a like a pro, in terms of profit, it also serves a purpose because you're not you're not we as the customer are are seeing a green tie. Not this came on Monday and we're shopping on Friday. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. Right. Yeah. It probably helps them with like rotating stock and things mm-hmm. like that. Like you keep the the oldest bread at the front or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, that makes complete and logical sense. And you're right; it is boring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, how dare I you bore me with this bullshit? Uh, well, excuse me. It's not boring. There's just not a lot to go off of. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it just there's, well, there is a reason, and we told yeah, you. Uh, congratulations, Brose listeners. Now you know why there's uh, bread has twisty ties. Da, 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 da. You're welcome. You're welcome. If I wanted to be an expert on anything, it'd be twisty ties on. <laughs> yeah, you learn a little bit. What a niche. <laughs> Just like, just like, Rich is silent for like every every other conversation, but the moment like bread comes up, he's like, "Oh boy, this is Rich's time to shine." <laughs> oh, you baby. ready, guys? So, <laughs> let me tell you something about color coded twist ties, motherfuckers. <laughs> just because I can't eat it doesn't mean I don't know everything about it. Well, bam, <laughs> know your enemy. Um, Sean, what is our next question? Our next question is: When you think about success. Who comes to mind and why? <sighs> think about success. I don't think about success. It's depressing. Let's look at it and go, I could have been them. I could have <laughs> been a contender. Oh, God. Who do, is it, who do you think of, Sean? Yeah, it's when you think about success, okay. who comes to mind and why? Boy. Uh, hmm. It, it it depends on like what I'm consuming, like media wise or like what I've been doing media wise. Uh, for me right now, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and especially a lot of um, uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend because I was way backlogged on them. So when I think of success, I think of Conan O'Brien because he is extremely successful. And it's both the why is because I've been taking in a lot of his media. Mm hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's one. Um, I, I the way I look at success is not necessarily like you have the most money or you have achieved the highest awards. Although you know certainly that does not hurt. Um, it is more like, are you living your? It's, it's a cliche. Are you living your best life? Um, but really, like it's it's like, are you living like sort of like an unashamedly, unabashedly like you kind of life? Like, are like so. Honestly, there's a a professor that Sean. I don't know if you know this this one, but uh, Mike Dillon uh, mm-hmm. from from our from Duquesne I University, uh, somebody who seems to do 
exactly when he wants to uh, at all times, like like uncompromisingly uh, him, I guess. Like like he is he's a very intelligent man, uh, you know, writes when he wants to, teaches, um, also does nature walks, is interested in music. Um, like he, 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 everything he does sort of ties back to his central love of writing and journalism. And he, I mean, listen, he's, he's obviously doing pretty well for himself. I will not claim to know his finances or anything like that. But when I look for success, I look for somebody who is like, I am do, I am happy in every aspect of my life as best as I possibly can. And I am pursuing my goals. I'm pursuing my interests and, and everything like that. And if it happens to correspond with, with financial success, great. Um, but if not, I'm still happy. Um, I'm not, yeah, you know, so, so that's what it looks like to me. I will use him as an example, but I think it's anybody who's sort of like, um, uncompromisingly living their, their best life, uh, in a way that, that makes them happy without causing harm to others. Mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent metric. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my answer, and I, <laughs> this is going to sound like a cop out. I'm trying to make you all look bad answer, but legitimately, and I mean this, I mean this, no sarcasm. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. <laughs> I mean, uh, is, it's uh, my my wife, Mary. There it is. is I know. <laughs> I, was for. I know. I know, guys. But when Matt was talking about someone who does exactly what they want and whether or not it leads to, like, it's hap- it happens that, so Mary is incredibly passionate about helping the the community that she currently serves so she's currently she's going to grad school for uh to advance um her career in behaviorism so she's a she's assistant she's a she's a behaviorist so she um so she's going to school to basically be able to do that better and watching her do something that she's so passionate about and like really throw herself into it is like she is where she wants to be in her career and can kind of go wherever she wants, but it's just like have, it's exactly what you were talking about, Matt, someone doing what they want there. She's not hurting anybody. And she's just, and she's succeeding at it. She's doing like so well in all her classes and she's I'm there. There is like a consumer who this is going to be kind of a bummer story, but there was a consumer who was like, neglected by their parents and kind of just like left to do kind of like left in a closet for years and years. And this person has just like eaten by themselves for the first time. And they're like 28 or something like that. And because of the, because of how Mary's helped them. And like that to me is a success that I, I'm never going to really see, but it's, it's like that success for me, like watching Mary, put forth a behavior plan for somebody and then see the outcome of it where this person can now feed themselves and is independent in a way that I, that person definitely wouldn't have uh, in the past would not have been able to achieve. They would have gone into an institution and then just been there forever. And now this person is on the way to living an assisted life, but as most, as much of an independent life as they can. And so like, I honestly, I don't mean to be like to brown nose my fucking wife, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to shove my head up my wife's ass, but like genuinely, when I think of success, I think of all of the progress that she's made and all of the things that she does to help the community that she serves. And I re- like that to me is success. It's awesome. And she's following what she's passionate about. And I, you know, 
that's why we're married is because it's because of that because i i respect the hell out of her it's beautiful man that's, no, that's, that's, that's great awesome. that's awesome yeah um yeah man uh, no no, no, nothing follow up on that uh tim <laughs> i mean it's, it's, it's genuinely like that that is that is as, as pure should... of a an analysis as pure of a definition of of success as, as i think you can yeah, possibly I, give. I, i'm trying to be like this is like an objective view of it i'm not it's obviously colored because i love i love my wife but like it's not i'm not trying to to just <laughs> i'm not trying to be like you have to choose your wife because that's what it, i mean like legitimately <laughs> no, I, yeah. I am but in it, all of what mary does that is the subtext of all of this. Is like, yeah. yes, like there's a reason that that you know, if you're if you're married or you're with somebody, there's a reason that you've chosen to be with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's there should be an assumption there. Like, yes, there's there's a ton about this person, the way they pursued their career, um, yeah. or the way they pursue their goals in life that you respect out of them. Um, Tim, what does success look like to you, <laughs> Sean? You should have gone last. I'm so sorry. I, I follow that up right before right before I started talking. I was like, damn. <laughs> Because I was like, I'm, I, because I, I was about, knocked I was it like, out of the park. I was, was like, like, I'm about to fucking wreck <laughs> these whole man's careers. <laughs> Tim's like, this guy, this guy, Bob, who uh, cleans glasses down in the bar around the corner. But, uh, but Dude, he loves it. it. <laughs> loves it. The level of progression. Richie. Oh, some celebrity right now. <laughs> Matt, a teacher that he had. Sean, his wife. I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, Tim, I saw a cute dog the other day. (laughs) So he's living his best life. Yeah, so the only answer you've got left is like Mahatma Gandhi, I think. Uh, Nah, so so, Tim, what what does success look like to you? I have no idea. Uh, I mean, I I was was being kind of, I know I was being flippant. And kind of funny earlier when I said I try not to think about it because it's depressing. But honestly, it's true. Because whenever I start thinking about like, oh, I think this person is massively successful. The immediate next step is, why am I not that? Which I know it's a bad mindset, but that's just immediately where my head goes. So the easiest way to not set myself up to be in a bad mood all day (laughs) is to just not think about it. Um, we, yeah, and most and most of the people that you would genuinely consider successful, it's like cool. You are successful in this metric, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's financially, fame, uh, doing what you love, blah blah blah. I, the, the doing what you love and throwing yourself into it passionately—that's the only one that I can't find a bad side to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I think it's an excellent metric. I've just never thought of it that way. But like even fame, it's like cool. You're famous. You have a shit ton of money. You have zero friends, have massive addiction problems, and uh, are depressed as fuck to the point where the only way you can do interviews is showing up in a uh, Deadpool costume. So, like, I love Ryan Reynolds, and he's a fucking stud, but <laughs> I mean, that, that, and if that's how he genuinely deals with it, then that's cool. So that's the closest thing I could think of is just, like, Ryan Reynolds, because he's a fucking goofball, and I think that's just genuinely who he is, is a fucking goof. Mm-hmm. Uh... But at the same time, he does have that side to him. And it's like, uh, I'd rather, if I had that side, I would rather not. I mean, I do have that side, but mm-hmm. it's not like I'm on a globally known level. Mm-hmm. It comes up on Brose as like discussions that we have had uh, or like with you guys off the air. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's about it. So, uh, yeah, I'll just go with Ryan Reynolds. He's a fucking stud. <laughs> 
that thing about comparing yourself to, to people who are successful is absolutely something that I've had an issue with in the past because it's like the, the typical like the the inspirational poster version of that is supposed to be like you see somebody who does what you love and you're like I could do that or like that inspires me to do better at, at this thing and sometimes you can just look at like especially like nowadays like if you're if you're interested in doing something creative or you see you can go on social media you can go online and see a million people doing stuff that you love to do and you can get discouraged because like Jesus there's so many people who are doing well at this how Why do i can't break I? in how right, do i exactly. make my space it, it, it can be overwhelming so it's like it's it's sort of like yeah kind of have to have a paradigm shift in order to make it work but like but to, to your point like to see somebody like ryan reynolds cope with their their own issues in uh in some healthy ways and then some kind of bonkers <laughs> ways uh can also be nice as well yeah um so any any other thoughts on what success looks like or what your idea of a successful person is no i th- i think as a society, we have to do a better job of shifting what the metrics of success are. So we, I, cause like if most of the time, if you say what success, your knee jerk is going to be somebody really rich. And it's going to be like, cause but that's Jeff just, Bezos can go yeah, fuck himself. Yeah. Or, but even if you think of like, uh, Bill Gates, who is very rich, but also does a lot of, a lot of genuine good in the world. I mean, we're, we're yeah. not going to we're not going to get into the billionaires argument again, but like you like <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's the but that's the knee jerk. And I think you ha- we have to on an individual level decide what's important to us and then say that's what determines success. It's doing and ideally it's, you know, doing what you're passionate about and not really hurting anybody else and kind of live in your best life to be cliched about it. Candidly, I, even though I knew it was not the correct answer, when you said successful, the first few images that flashed in my head were like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Like that. that is that is a mm-hmm. conditioned response, even though like I was like, this isn't the correct answer, but it's the first picture that I had in my head. Yeah. So. I, my first my first my knee jerk was Bill Gates. And then I was like, OK, mm-hmm. let's reassess because like that's that's I don't I don't really think that's what makes success. But no, no, you know, I, I mean, after after I thought of Conan O'Brien, it uh my next thought was, uh, you three guys, because y'all met me, and your life must be pretty successful because you met there me. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I think of all I, I, the I, things I, that has led me here, and uh, I, tre- so I treasure all the, the I treasure all the, the lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I treasure all the lessons uh, Rich has taught me, like humility, um, <laughs> and, and how to keep my ego in check. Uh, <laughs> what is our next question, Sean? What band or artist, dead or alive, Creed. would play at your funeral? So I answered. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I think you answered for all of us. Yeah, no, I would have um, Weird Al Yankovic play at my funeral. <laughs> just the good. polka medleys? Yeah, like, just the polka medleys. And just the, the uh, Hamilton polka? Yeah, the Hamilton polka. <laughs> I fucking love Weird Al Yankovic. I think that was very he's good. underrated Speaking musician. of success... For real, guy is like, yeah. un- unabashedly living his best life and doing exactly what he wants. Exactly. <laughs> Truly, have, have you ever seen the uh, the show Gallivant? It was only on for two seasons. It was a musical show, mm-hmm. but he's on season two. He plays. Uh, there, there are monks that only that only talk in song. So anytime they're talking, they're talking in song, and he's like the head monk. <laughs> Such an amazing role for him. It was fantastic. Yeah, sounds I've, perfect. I genuinely, I think Weird Al is right now, like fingers crossed, 
unproblematic fave. Like, just, <laughs> seems to be just doing his, living his best life and crushing it. Just being a normal dude who, I love him. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, band that would play at my funeral. Uh, I can't pick something sad. You can't pick like explosions in the sky for this shit. Like <laughs> you, you can't, you can't go super sappy. At least it, it, in for my for my funeral specifically. Um, I will go with fuck it, real big fish. Um, oh hell yeah! Because <laughs> dude, nothing is would be more fun than like Aaron Barrett like dancing around and doing his like, you know. <laughs> like like if Van Halen was in a Adam Sandler movie, bit, <laughs> um, like that, that, that nothing would make people would be happy about that. It'd be fun. It'd be, he's got like a dark sense of humor. That band has like a sort of a like a black humor streak running through them. Um, yeah, I would go real big fish. Fuck it. <laughs> so so hear me. I got this all planned out. Now hear me out. Limp Biscuit. Okay. No. As nope. you as you You've walk already been canceled. As you as you walk in. To yeah. the funeral home, it's rolling. Keep on rolling, baby. As mm-hmm. as you're like in the 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 line going to, to pay your respects at the casket, when you get to the uh, slideshow, it's I did it all for the nookie. No, absolutely. And then not. and then when you get to the casket itself to pay your respects, it's behind blue eyes. It's a hard pass. So is so is Rich, it, you're is fired. It behind is blue it, eyes. You want that fucking song? The worst <laughs> cover. I. And like the like, pee. what if what what if we did a who cover but with a speaking spell? <laughs> <laughs> so so you're telling me so Fred Durst, you're you're letting people in one by one, and Fred Durst is just following them. Well, no, no, they go be, through these stations, the stations of Sweden. No, <laughs> no, you don't have the band there, Richie. It's no. not just the soundtrack. So <laughs> as, it's Fred Durst just going yeah, and changing just songs as we go, following people. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? did it all for the nookie. What what the hell else is he doing right now? That's true. I don't yeah. know. He's well, mentoring he's Corey helping, Taylor. I was gonna say he's helping Corey Taylor <laughs> for his next music video. At what point does their cover of Faith by George Michael play? As you leave. <laughs> <laughs> On I your way it. out. Gotta have faith. Exactly. No, 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 no. Fired! <laughs> <laughs> a complete dreck of a song. Uh, Tim, who be playing at your funeral? <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say, I was going to say Linkin Park, and then you're like, it can't be too sad. I was like, nope, never mind. Well, it doesn't, I mean, that's just my rule. You can you can yeah. pick whatever you want. No, I dig it. If you wanted like... to be uh, Breaking the Habit, go for it. Uh, honestly, probably just uh goldfinger just singing mm. just doing superman over and over <laughs> and over <laughs> and Dude, and a lot of ska <laughs> so much ska. Funerals. yeah yeah Gold, <laughs> goldfinger goldfinger definitely got me through a number of weeks during quarantine because they were releasing uh quarantined recorded like they were good too tracks mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. just like, i was just like yes it was like it was like there's songs that the, you already know, like their greatest hits, but everyone was recording it at their own homes, uh, like recording their parts. And they were so good. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is getting me through quarantine. It'd be a helpful advice for the pallbearers, too. Like, don't leave the casket. Just sitting there. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> I can't even. I can't. I can't even do it. <laughs> that was good. Uh, I, I love Scott is such good music. I Scott love is it. like inst- instant good mood music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too. Instant good mood. Um, 
any other thoughts or shall we move on? We can I, move think, on. I think we move on. Let's Toast. do it then. I just think I, I can't get the image of Fred Durst <laughs> following everyone at Richie's funeral, just singing three Come different on, songs. Nookie. Well, because I've got the Roland video in my head, and I have like Roland, Durst in that stupid Roland. fucking red hat, like r- like rubbing his hands together as he's stealing Ben Stiller's car. Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's the Fred Durst. That Rich, that's who's leading you into the great beyond. <laughs> You know what? Everyone's gonna have a blast. Mm-hmm. Just making fun of it. So are we? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're gonna be making? Everyone's fun of? gonna have a time, certainly. Um, yeah. So, so there will be people in attendance. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the next question is: brag about the best thing that's happened in the last thirty days. Uh, so Shake, Mil- eight- Shake Milton hit a game-winning three-pointer uh, against the San Antonio Spurs the other night after going score like w- going for one point the game before. <laughs> nice. Also, the, the game before he got off an audible motherfucker uh, on on te- well, not audible, but like you could read it very clearly on his lips. He got into an argument with Joel Embiid and, and called him a motherfucker during a during a <laughs> argument on the sidelines. Nice, uh, nice. That's at least a that's at least a nominee for me. Hmm. I I. Uh... So within the past 30 days, I would have to say these beautiful pictures that are in my background. <laughs> They're a little of, fuzzy, but I like them. Of Monster Hunter monsters that Sean and Mary got me for my birthday. Mm-hmm. We did get those for your birthday. <laughs> yes, I, I like that. I like them very much. Um, that's probably one of the better things that's happened to me. Is it happened to us or just, ha- you know, what? I don't care. It's probably one of the better things that's happened to me over the past 30 days. Yeah, I. So I was like, I was thinking that too. Like, what's the best thing in general? But like, it's just been so shitty. So I yeah. ha- it has to be for me specifically. Yeah. I, my wife and I yeah. got to go to Sea Isle for our anniversary for like a day trip. Uh, like we, we literally left that morning, uh, went indoors nowhere, uh, <laughs> went uh, parked, went on the beach, hung out there for like six hours. Uh, it was just the two of us. Uh, it was it was awesome. And uh, I got to read, got to read my book. Uh, we got to chat for a while, got to go in the ocean. Uh, we got to like leave the ocean when kids got too close to us. Uh, and then we got ice cream and went home. Yeah. Nice. And that was a great day. It was a great yeah. fucking day. It was a beautiful mm-hmm. day. Uh, it was a minimal amount of sunburn. Uh, we got delicious ice cream from yum yums and sea isle. Shout out to yum yums. Best ice cream, uh, on the Jersey shore. And, uh, it was, it was just a, a wonderful day overall. Nice. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, tw- 21 days ago, I woke up without a headache. That was kind of cool. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> There's our winner. <laughs> Tim without like terrible, like debilitating illness for the first time in 21 days. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was the low hanging fruit. It, it was, no, it take was... us through that. So, so you're like just chugging V8 until then, until until this is resolved. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's the second best thing to be when you wake up tomorrow and have another can of V8. Like, mm. <laughs> delicious. Mmm, tomato juice. Uh, finally getting this computer up and running. I'll oh, go with go. that. That's a good Is this one. a computer that you built, Tim? Uh, yeah. So for the longest time, it was put together, but I didn't have anywhere to put it. Uh, now that we have uh, our desks set up and a lot, most of the crap cleaned out of this room, I can actually, you know, like use it and put Windows 10 on it and wow. start up video games and stuff like that. So 
Nice. Mm. Yeah. I'm a PC oh. gamer now, guys. That's awesome. Mm. PC Master Race. Uh, it just occurred much. to me. Uh, so it's a big I, match. I, uh, Amazon Twitch Prime thing gives out free games every month, which I normally don't give a crap about. Um, but they have a bunch of SNK games out for free this month. So mm-hmm. if you want to play like, uh, not Metal Slug, uh, what is it? Uh, if you want to play like old, like 2D fighting games, like I do, uh, there's a, there's a bunch of them. So like King of Fighters 02, uh, Art of Fighting 2, uh, Samurai Showdown 2, lots of twos, big day for twos. Um, so Sam- Samurai Showdown 2 is on there. Uh, a, lot, a lot of quality games are available for free since you've got your Windows 10 uh, computer up and running now, Timo. Totes. I like games. I play games. We like games, games and we don't care who knows. Oh, um, I started playing uh fantasy strike it's a free to play it's a free it's a free to play game on steam it's so good there's like it's it's like a fighting game if you don't really like fighting games there's like three moves that everybody has but it's very fun it's basically just like rock paper scissors it's very good i would recommend it but that's not the best thing that's happened in the last 30 days (laughs) 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 i was just you you were talking about 2d fighting games it's it's a it's good yeah Yeah. Um, good good way to blow off some steam mm mm-hmm uh okay best thing i have two answers one is a serious ish one and one is whatever i got so best thing that's happened alice taking her first steps it was the fucking wildest thing i've ever seen in my life that was so fucking cool um i've drank over half of this bottle of wine it's it's Uh, beautiful man (laughs) no but it was was super cool like watching her she was standing and just like trying to figure it out and then just it was it was wild because it just like happened off to the side and it was it was like i my brain registered what was happening before i my my ego did you know what i mean like before i specifically did i i saw her going and i was like oh look at her go <laughs> and then i was like holy shit wait that's a thing yeah i was like ah. yeah um and while you're up can you grab me a beer <laughs> yeah exactly it was like that uh so that that was super cool uh, and then my less important but still felt very good answer is I shot my first eagle in frisbee golf, and I was Ooh. I am was so stoked. I threw it in from like 150 feet. I was by myself, and so nobody cared but me. But man, it was fucking a great <laughs> great feeling. You're imagining like the crowd at like Frolf Augusta or like the Frolf yeah. Masters, like only yeah. And I was just by myself, like yeah. looking around, like, did anyone see that? But no, because it was like six o'clock in the morning and I'm by mm. myself. And <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't anyone here? But it was dope. It was a great feeling. They need that for, yeah. for Frisbee golf. Like if they have like a fr- professional, like, you, I don't know if you remember like in the, like the late nineties, early two thousands when like Tiger Woods was like fucking Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. uh, like national phenomenon, like international phenomenon. And like the thing that would happen on every, like golf tournaments, you're supposed to be quiet and respectful and everything like that. And the moment like Tiger would backswing and then he'd hit the shot and you just have like a bunch of people go like, fucking yeah, Tiger, let's go. <laughs> yeah. We, I want that for froth. Like, they're like, so, you have like so, the number one froth player in the world, and you just let the frisbee go, and suddenly you're like, You're the fucking best, Sean. <laughs> that, 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 uh, currently exists. Uh, <laughs> and so froth is like a weird thing where it's like ex- incredibly niche, but the people who like it are incredibly passionate about <laughs> they're it. They're so into it. Yeah. So you have currently, uh, five time world champion Paul Macbeth is the objective best Whoa. player <laughs> in the world. <laughs> 
Whoa, Paul Macbeth. Paul Macbeth, best player in the world. He lives in Virginia. Like it is so it's like it is it is like that. It's like the, really? in in the very specific corner of the of the internet and the world where I I live sometimes. It is it is very much like it's like Tiger. Like people That's awesome. It's like they'll he so in order to finance them, they'll they'll sell frisbees with like special stamps with like their names on them. So they can go touring and stuff. And uh, the discs that he puts out sell out in like two minutes. And it's, it is, it's like, it's like Nike releases. It's wild. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. So here's, while we were on, uh, while we were on this pot, on, while we were recording today, uh, one of the big brands tweeted out that I follow <laughs> and get notifications <laughs> when they tweet. One of them of tweeted out that they had factory seconds of this this special run of Frisbees. And I was like, oh, I should pick one up. And in the two minutes between when I saw the, the notification that they tweeted, clicked on the link in that tweet, they had already sold out. So it's like, that's where we are. <laughs> I was Man. like, I can do it while we're talking because it'll take like two seconds. But nope. I was too slow. You know, well, man, like, whatever, whatever makes you happy. Like that, that's, that's, that, it, I, I love that kind of stuff. Like in any, any sport, like, you know, whether it's, it's froth, bowling, like a- anything like that. If you've got that level of, of passion and commitment, like mm-hmm. where the, the Frisbees are selling out in 20 seconds, dude, I'm for it. Yeah. Count me in. It is. It's a, it's, I, you know, it's a great community of people. I love it. Um, but that's very niche. Any other best thing that's happened in the past 30 days? Do we have any uh, any like world events that are the best thing that's happened? Because I honestly cannot mm. think. Of, there was just an explosion. I, I was yeah. going to say, that's <laughs> yeah. not Jesus crazy. Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, I, I've actually fallen back on watching the news over the past uh, week or two. So I don't really know what else is going on in the world. It's nothing good. It's nothing yeah. good, bud. Uh, a lot of schools have opened and have subsequently had to not close but have had it's i think in georgia they just went back to school and then that same day a bunch of classes had to then quarantine for two weeks and, and the the girl who took a picture of everyone walking in the uh in the hall in that georgia school has been suspended because you're not supposed to take pictures one of the one of the actually maybe the best thing that's happened is basically that school just gave her a week off to do media like to do a media tour yeah. So that girl has just been on the news for the past because she's been suspended. So she just has time. Yeah. So she's basically like, fuck that school. And That's you know, ridiculous. it is Yeah. It's there is so much going on. Mm-hmm. It's very upsetting all the time. So it's the little victories, the little personal victories that we I think should uh I genuinely do count do count the the mild return of like hockey and basketball and baseball like ba- baseball less so because they've like completely mismanaged their mm-hmm. their their quarantining and their 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 yeah. everything. Um, but look, as of now, the only thing that be- that has happened wrong with the basketball restart is that Lou Williams uh, visited a strip club in Orlando for their quote unquote chicken wings uh, <laughs> and broke, broke quarantine as a result. Uh, but otherwise, there have been no positive tests in the NHL for months. Uh, there have been no uh, no positive COVID tests. No no big breakdowns. I'll put it that way mm-hmm. in the NBA. So genuinely, like that that is the small victory. It is not a a listen. 
is not consequential in the grand scheme of things when you're talking about some of the other terrible things that have happened. But look, man, I will take it. I, I love the fact that I can like the Flyers are playing right now. The Philadelphia freaking Flyers are playing hockey right now in August. Like, yeah, you, you take the little things, man. It, it, so it's a, it's what's the best thing that happened? And it's it's a perspective thing right now. Yeah. So many bad things. You have to take those little victories where it's like yep. the Flyers are back, baby. Yep. Yeah, Let's like, go. I, I, I was able to find out and, and watch uh, Power Rangers, a turbo movie. Uh, which is, <laughs> and I was able to find it and watch it. And now I'm able to continue my watch through of the Power Rangers series on Netflix because I was able to find that movie. I'm like, you know what? This is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's all I got right now. <laughs> I get yeah, sure take where you can. Yeah. There's a new Muppet series on Disney Plus. Like, I, just, I has need... anybody watched it yet? No, I only found out about it today. Mm. Oh, I, I've been I've been meaning to watch um, Elmo's late night show. He has a late night show on HBO Max. Well, it's what? not so late night. Yeah, but but it's it's a kids talk show, nighttime talk show. I've been wanting to watch that myself. I have First watched guess. so much Sesame Street <laughs> <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. I just want to see an Elmo monologue. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what, what the writers are coming up with for the full <laughs> for the opening sketch. It's just as an aside. <laughs> anybody, anybody see, is, I see uh, the letter B in the news these days. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so this is the second episode is always most wildly off track of any of them. But yep, watching Sesame Street is so wild as an adult because stuff will happen, and I'm we're so conditioned to assume that an issue is more complex then it's going to be presented on Sesame Street. Like somebody will come up and be like, I don't have like Elmo would be like, I lost my my good luck card. And I'm like, well, there's going to be a whole subplot. But it's just like, oh, he found it. But actually, he didn't need it. And he's great. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like everyone's happy. Yeah. <laughs> like like it. everyone. And there's like there's only one one. Uh, like we can only have one. Only one person can be the doctor. And I'm like, oh, there's going to be a conflict where everyone wants to be the doctor, but no, everyone is okay with having ancillary roles in this, in this pretend time. And, mm-hmm. and that's great and great for children, but I'm always like caught off guard by like, why yeah, is everything that's not working how world out? Works. Yeah. Maybe I shoot a drop. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 I mean, listen, they, 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 they tackled like a father and like a parent in jail. Like mm-hmm. they, they, they tackle that stuff. And they're just like, this person's parent did bad. At that point, they're like, I think they just did uh, made a mistake. Yeah, I think it's the way they, they, they interpret it, and they wound up in jail. It's like, wow, they made this very simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ses- Sesame Street is really good because they know how to take the big issues and show them to kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when we were younger, uh, Mr. McFeely passed away. I believe that's what his name was, and they aired that episode on Thanksgiving, so that the kids who were going to watch it could watch it and then be with their families and ask them about it. Mm-hmm. That's like that's how good. Sesame Street is when yeah. it comes to dealing with things and showing the kids. Yep. Children's programming is very important. Yes. What do we got next, Sean? How if, many questions do we have left? Uh we have four questions left. Whew. All right, let's uh let's let's motor through this. If there were a sandwich named after you, what would be on it? If there was a sandwich named after you, what would be on it? Is this, by the way, is this a, a subtle uh, nudge by by compiler of questions, Mary O'Brien, for us to stop giving takes on the show? It's like if we, if we just keep, if we just feed them all these questions and they can't do stuff, there's no like, time for a take. If we can't just, yeah, we can't, there's no time for takes. Uh, uh, all right, so what if um, so if it was sandwich named after you, what would be on it? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, my sandwich would be um, mayonnaise, bacon, provolone cheese, lettuce, tomato, and uh, thick cut honey ham. Ooh, that's a good sandwich. Okay. Okay. I know what it would be. It would be tuna, tuna salad, sharp provolone cheese, and then uh, let a uh, spinach, tomato, um, sweet peppers, banana peppers, pickles, and like pepper, like cracked pepper. That's my mm. sandwich. So good. And it Mine would have is just to. A- yeah, that's tasty. Man. That's no, great. Are you sure? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no. cut you off. No, no, no. I was trying to think if it needs to be war- like heated, like toasted or not, but I don't think so. I think that is my that is my big toss up in my head is like, is my sandwich going to be like a toasted hot sandwich or like, like a sub or okay? Sharp Mine's just pro- a shit ton of mayonnaise on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Tim. Yeah. It's just mayonnaise. <laughs> it's a jar of mayonnaise bread. between two more jars of mayonnaise. No, he just he gets a jar of mayonnaise with breadsticks on the side. That's on all he's got. Oh, no, no, no. We're in. doing breadsticks, and it's just it's just breadsticks, marinara, and some Parmesan cheese tossed mm-hmm. in the marinara. Yeah. So good. Uh, just, I get a swimming me. pool full of mayo, and I dive in, <laughs> and I die happy. <laughs> Uh, are you, are you really going with a mayonnaise sandwich too? <laughs> Mainly because I don't feel like putting that much thought in this question. <laughs> is this a, a taste plus. thing, or are you trying to say something about your personality? Like how how white <laughs> yes. is this guy? Fucking mayonnaise sandwich. Yes, <laughs> both between two like Stouffer's white pieces of bread. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like in uh in the last. The last time we sat down, I talked about a story where one of my favorite sandwiches I've ever had, I walked up to the person at the deli. I was like, can you murder this sandwich with mayonnaise? And it was the best hoagie I ever got at Wawa. <laughs> oh, boy. It was perfect. See, my my big toss-up is like, is this going to be a lunch sandwich or like a breakfast hoagie? Because mm. I love breakfast. Uh, so here's what I'll say. Uh, Tim, I'm going to subtweet you by, by picking up the Wawa hoagie that I make anytime I go there before like 12 noon. Uh, all right, you got your whole wheat sub, right? Mm-hmm. Sausage chunks, egg white omelet, avocado spread, uh, onion, spinach, uh, and I think that's it. Uh, it is <laughs> the best breakfast sandwich I've ever had. It is. I can, I can get behind is, that. It is healthy. It is. I mean, it's not like like. He- not healthy in terms of like actually good for your heart or anything because it's I was not say that sausage is not healthy no no no, it's not it's got a lot of salt in it but it is is in my mind i have offset it with the avocado uh which is more fat uh with the <laughs> wheat bread which is wheat it's fiber but it's still carbs uh and the onion gives it a little extra like a little bit of extra flavor to it the egg white omelet has that protein in it like it's oh, man it's so it, it it is so filling it is so satisfying it's got a lot of like good salty and savory flavors to it um i will do that because i love breakfast uh and that is the best breakfast sandwich that i can concoct mm-hmm. uh honestly mine is probably uh get some potato bread for whatever reason i just love potato bread potato bread is <laughs> potato rolls are really good yeah if if you don't like potato bread there's something wrong with you yeah so so you get get potato bread uh, a nice thick layer of mayonnaise on both sides. Uh, a really, really good Cooper Sharp cheese. Um, and then chipped oven roasted turkey because it's just delicious that way. Uh, I hate to, I, I hated making that when somebody would order it at the deli, but like it's 
it's delicious so i couldn't be <laughs> that mad at them um uh and then tavern ham like uh there was one that was like a black forest tavern ham and it was fucking amazing but only like two slices because i don't actually like ham that much but for whatever reason that that ham is just mwah. uh and a little bit of spicy brown mustard in between those two layers of meat. And that's it. I'm pretty simple on my sandwich. Mm-hmm. So wait, mayo and spicy brown mustard? Yeah, but a little bit. And it's in, it's in the middle. Because if you put it on the outside, the, the mayonnaise already makes everything slick. You throw that mustard in there, your whole sandwich is just going to go. <laughs> yeah, so that was my, that was my question. It's okay, so specific to the middle of the sandwich. I love spicy brown mustard. That's perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. said it. It just gives it a little bit of extra kick, so it's not like super bland. I guess mm-hmm. I'm boring, That's dude. Spicy, br- spicy brown, spicy brown's the best mustard. Yeah, bar none. Uh, uh, that sandwich will give you that country strength. It will. <laughs> yeah, give you those tries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my tries are terrible. <laughs> what What is our next question, Sean? Our next question, uh, submitted by John Tursich. Is terminology like Black Lives Matter, defund the police, and reparations actively harmful to the goals of the of those groups slash ideas? No. So I, I had this debate with somebody uh, or this conversation with somebody at work a couple times. And like, well, I disagree. And, and, and he's like, well, I feel like if you if it, it's a it's a bad place to start. And I was like, why? He's like, well, all lives matter. And I was like, well, one, nobody is arguing that all lives matter, and I kind of give him that. And he's like, "Yeah, but may- maybe it's like, should we really be defunding the police, or should we just be against police violence? So, so shouldn't the movement be uh, end police brutality instead of just Black Lives Matter?" I was like, "I mean, also yes. I mean, yes, it is important that pol- important that police brutality uh, ends, but." who is the largest victim of this that we clearly don't seem to on a large scale care about. Mm-hmm. And it, like, I, I, uh, yes, overall it is a bad thing, but like who is disproportionately affected by this? Because clearly if we just say like, end police brutality, it, it's not focused enough because they're just going to be like, well, we did this, this, and this. And it's like, cool. Your death toll's gone down. No, defund the police i think that's a like people are like well they get this they need to be paid their job is dangerous i uh depending on what they're doing yes i can see that but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like where is that money going so and that's that's the argument of defund the police so i think the issue is that people hear the thing they don't actually want to know anything about what it's about they just already want to disagree with it because they've made up their mind about what they think it's about and they're like, well, you should change it. Change it to what? Mm-hmm. What do you want to change it to? And it's like, all right, well, we're going to water it down to this milk toast thing that means nothing. Yeah, that the the, the, the names of these pro- – you're spot on with this, Tim, because like they – in my opinion, because the names – the names of these campaigns like Black Lives Matter, Defund the Police, um, or what have you are – they are slogans. In general, they are – they're basically slogans for a larger platform with a lot more planks to it. And, you know, because you can't fit 
you know, there's six different ways you can defund the police. You can, you know, reroute their funding to other, you know, to other public servants. You can reduce the number of responsibilities that they have. You can re- demilitarize them. You can give them more training. There's, there's a bunch of different ways that you can defund the police, but that doesn't all fit on a, on a board. It doesn't fit on a poster. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't, you can't bring that. If, if you are being an activist and you are trying to, to get people's attention, you know, you can't fit that all on on your slide. You need something to get people's attention. And if that's Black Lives Matter, it's clearly worked because it's become it's on freaking it's it's a it's 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 permeated public discourse at this point. Everybody knows Black Lives Matter, whether or not you know what it what you, the underlying uh, issues behind it, whether or not you understand what specifically it's talking about, it, it depends on how willing you are to dive into that subject anyway. I've mm-hmm. had conversations like you have had, Tim, where, you know, somebody, I, I had a conversation with a family member who said, well, when somebody tells me defund the police, this is what I'm hearing. And my response to that was like, well, I'm sorry, but you have to, you have to do a little more research. <laughs> it's like, I know that's what you're hearing, but that's not what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, I don't think it's harming them. It is simply getting attention it is it is it is like advocacy 101 it is you know it is you know getting this kind of attention 101 uh dumb class by the way getting this kind of attention 101 um, <laughs> but uh stu- stupid class but uh but the, the the people who are interested in the cause are going to be interested in the cause and they're going to look at the website for black lives matter they're going to do research on what specifically they're advocating for um when they're talking about you know, defunding the police or Black Lives Matter, and the people who don't care are going to say, "Well, all lives matter." They're they're going to use the name as a crutch because it's it's easier to pick problems with the the headline than it is to pick at problems with the. And it's easier to write platform. off that way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all lives matter. Well, fuck yeah, man. Like not to not to trivialize this, but like if it's going like, oh well, the the Yankees are good at baseball. It's like, well, sh- there are other good baseball teams. Like, no shit, man. Like, it, there's room <laughs> to discuss more than one thing at once. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, what are your thoughts? So I don't – I think it's it might be passively harmful in that you're going to get people who are, like you're saying – like, both of you are right. You're going to get people who are misinterpreting the slogan without looking into it. With saying defund – with equating defund the police and abolish the police. And that's like – that's also an argument to be had, but the, but just, but defund the police is something that you can debate and is a, is a complex process that they've tried to, you know, hone down to, to just three words to be catchy and something that you can say, like you said, just put it on a board because you can't write a fucking thesis about how to reform the police department on your, on your poster board. That doesn't make sense. So there are always going to be people who look at these things and just without taking that extra step to look at what these people stand for. And so, but like, honestly, that's on them. Like it, I don't think it matters. Like if, if you're going to look at black lives matter and think it means that only black lives matter, then you're a fucking idiot and you don't deserve my, you don't deserve the time. Like just look, just fucking do research. If you think defund the police means abolish the police, just fucking read about it. Reparations is a little bit more of a, honestly, so there's a group on Facebook that is, uh, it's, I think like Philly reparations and 
my I got invited to it and my knee jerk reaction to it was like to feel really uncomfortable with it. And it's I think it's just like this is something I have to reckon with. So this is me talking it out with you right now. So mm-hmm. like I got I got the invite to it and I read the like the description of it and everything and it just felt really uncomfortable to me because I had that knee jerk reaction where it's like it's not my fault that like I am not directly responsible for the oppression that black people have have, um, have suffered and so it's not my responsibility to uh, to fix it directly. Like I shouldn't be responsible mm-hmm. for giving however much money on a regular basis to uh, different people, different black people who, who need the money and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So this is, this is something I have to reckon with because I know, I know that that feeling is like, what am I going to do? It's not like I'm a fucking politician. I'm not a Senator who can, who can advocate for government funds going to black people in you know, underserved neighborhoods getting the funding that they need to be able to overcome the problems that they faced for the last year. So like, that's a very loaded thing. So I Mm -hmm. understand where people are coming from when they hear that and recoil and are like, "Ah, I'm uncomfortable. I understand Mm -hmm. that. And I think that's something we have to get over. But um, honestly, it's, I don't think it's actively, uh, to get back to the question, I don't think it's actively harmful. I just think it's, it's, it's just you have to get over it. Like just fucking we as people who understand what those things mean have to be advocates for those things and be like, this is what that actually means. And to not agree to not agree with Black Lives Matter is just you're at best ignoring the evidence in front of you. You're just mm-hmm. you're saying, I see that black people are disproportionately affected by police brutality and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to put, throw that in people's faces, even though that's incredibly difficult because it's most of our families. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It, 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 the terminology thing is, is huge because like for, for you, Sean, I think, you know, especially when it comes to reparations specifically, like that's a, that's a phrase. Cause you are literally the, the, the reparations, at least when it comes to reparations for, for black people in this country are driven from the fact that we, they were slaves. For a long time. And I think that when you say we're giving reparations, people don't like to think about that because you're reminding them of something that happened 150 years ago. And you're like, well, listen, we don't have slaves anymore. That's preposterous. Like, we shouldn't still be paying for that anymore. You know, ignoring the, you know, the, hey, ignoring the direct line that you can draw from slavery to the stuff that, yeah, like the problems the black people are facing today. Like, there's a trickle down of generational wealth. You know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, listen, like, uh, you know, we, we can talk about the, the uh, reparations as a, as a policy versus like having a wider social safety net in general, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, not specific to to black people, but having like just a bigger social safety net if you want to do that. Um, but as far as the terminology, like the, the, the counter argument to any of that, if somebody has a problem with Black Lives Matter or has a problem with reparations or has a problem with um, uh, defund the police is like, all right, well, what's the alternate name that you would go with then? Somebody, mm-hmm. the person who has a problem with Black Lives Matter, because you can come up with it. It's it's a it's a disingenuous argument because if you if you call Black Lives Matter, don't kill black people, you you'd easily say, well, don't kill anyone. Like you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, I'm, no shit, man. Like it's it's if you if you don't want to engage with the ideas, you're just going to come up with something surface level that you have a problem with. Yeah, I I um almost had to I not almost I was going to get into it and try to educate my mother a couple weeks ago because she had posted something in the vein of. I don't support defunding the police. 
So I commented on her post. I'm like, Mom, me and you need to sit down, and I want to talk and see what you think defund the police means. Because she hadn't done any research. Mm -hmm. She just thought it was take money away from the police. Mm -hmm. Which I'm like, it is. Simply it is. Which is part of it. it. Don't get me wrong. The (laughs) the very basic point of it, yes. But there's more to it than that. And I wanted to talk to her about it. She then did some research like, oh, I didn't realize what was going into this. I'm going to take this post down. Like the the people who are willing to educate themselves when they argue against defund the police and such uh, are the people we want to talk with and want to get their input of like, all right, well, if you don't agree with defund the police, Black Lives Matter reparations, what do you agree with? But there's the, there are definitely going to be those that are just going to just be like, oh, all lives matter shitheads and you can't change their mm-hmm. opinion. So like it, it's like we said, their 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 mottos, their logos, like there's only so much space you have to try to get your point across. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's necessarily negative, but at the same time, if you're gonna use monikers like this, you're gonna have to try to educate people as well. Well that's that's the point of them. It's to start the conversation. Yeah. It's say black lives matter, okay. And then somebody says, Well, all lives matter. It's like, okay, let me tell you what this means. Yeah, we're like it's defund the, the police. Here's what it means. Yeah, you yeah, know? it's a, it's a, it's almost like a sales pitch. Yeah, like you, you you hook them with like the it's it's a little bit flashy, like Black Lives Matter. Well, oh wow, that's a it's very that's concise and to the point. Okay, tell me more, and then mm. you know you, you go into the rest of your your pitch, as it were. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. Any other thoughts on on this subject on the terminology that we use for these these sort of progressive causes mm-hmm. i do no, think it's... that the, there's there's sort of a general issue with it's sort of the same thing that happens with any progressive cause where it's like you're covering such a we've talked about a lot the, the big tent thing you know mm-hmm. you're covering a wide basis you know for defund the police there are general there are genuinely people in the defund the police camp uh, who want to abolish the police and there are people who just want to reduce the amount of funding that we give to them um, so it is, it is, I will give a little bit, I have a little bit of empathy for people who are trying to follow the the movement because there's a lot of subsections to it as well. Um, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, learning about the issue in general and not just going by the surface level name will help you understand all sides of mm-hmm. the, the reducing the amount of police power argument. Yeah. But. Totes. Totally. That, I have nothing to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is our next question, Sean? Or uh, the second to last question, aka the penultimate question, Ding. is uh, what's the weirdest thing you've seen in someone else's home? Tim's got this thing that looks like a perfect circle logo in the back of his uh, room that he's sitting in right now, and I want to hear more <laughs> about it. it. Looks like an album cover of some sort, like a big old red thing. Oh, uh, that's an eyeball. A human like eyeball, like a, Tim. It's, it's human like eyeballs. A, it's like a flaming eyeball. It's uh from the. Concert, uh, what, I don't know. Uh, it's from uh, Breaking Benjamin. It was the album uh, cover for whatever album had come out at that time. I think it was Ember. Hmm. Um, so that's from the VIP show that Martha had bought as like my wedding present. Nice. Ah, uh, nice. Okay. Yeah. That's not the weirdest thing, but it was a weird thing. <laughs> it was just right over my shoulder. Like, Why is there an eyeball? And it's in someone else's house. <laughs> yeah. It definitely wasn't a perfect circle. No, it look it looks kind of like their their first yeah. album cover. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> um, all right, well, how about you guys? What, what's the weirdest thing you've seen in someone else's house? 
um, remains of um, someone's uh, passed away pet that they're <laughs> holding on from somebody else uh, because it's they they kind of. So what? I have the remains of this animal in my house. There it is. That my, That's gotta go. <laughs> that that my grandparents had taken in when the person, the owner, like lost their house or had to like was homeless or whatever. I'm not really too sure. I've had that person come to my house a few times and ask for these remains, and I've been told by my mom they're not allowed to get these remains. So that's in my house. That's the weirdest thing I've seen in someone's house. It's someone uh, else's house, though. That's in your house where you have <laughs> someone else's pet remains. That's fucking weird. Rich. I, Why? I, I don't know what to do with them. That could be an answer Give for them any to of the us. Person who wants yeah. them. Why does your so, mom's? That's the weird part. Is why does your mom not want the person who used to own this animal to have the remains? I think this person owed my grandparents a lot of money and everything, and <laughs> so I don't you, know. So you're holding the remains room. hostage? <laughs> Look, I have no idea. <laughs> These pet remains like are collateral. This is the wildest. Shit. <laughs> I re- I seriously don't know my mom was just always like if if so and so i can't even remember the person's name i don't even know if they still live in the area anymore if so and so shows up and they ask for such and such remains no they don't you get ki- it you kill them on the spot <laughs> you kill them <laughs> here's look, instructions look my my uh my grandparents last name was guida uh so i don't know what connections i may have all right, here we go with the Italian thing again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they come looking for him. Tell your what? uncle. Yeah. <laughs> but tell him, say I, I, a mutter for me. <laughs> to, to, to be honest, I can't think of any weird thing in anybody else's house. That's the only weird thing I think of in any house is what I've got. Tim, what's the weirdest non-animal collateral thing that you've seen in someone else's house? Uh, so there's, the, there's these weird ashes in Richie's place. Uh, oh, geez. Um, I can't answer. I, I haven't seen it, so I, I can't uh, in good faith you know, and say, well, it's the thing that Rich just said. I, I have stumbled across people's sex toys in uh, like the living room, and I'm like, that's a little weird. Stumbled upon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were just... They were just it, they were out in public view in the back of their bottom drawer Bill, uh, that Bill. was locked with a key. <laughs> I, just, I just accidentally fell into your walk-in closet in your bedroom. <laughs> so weird. So and after was, I rummaged around in like six or seven boxes, the eighth one had all these sex toys in it. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, well, I, uh, I learned a new thing about you today. <laughs> and, that, and that was that was it. That's, yep. So you found sex toys in someone else's house in the living room? Uh, yeah, like uh, on, in the living room, like that's unnerving. Uh, yeah, it's like, well, I mean, you you knew I was coming over. <laughs> <laughs> Is this you trying to like get me interested? And it's not working. Are you are you insinuating this person had them stored away, but when they found out that you were coming over, they decided to st- have them strewn all over the living room? Well, no, but if they knew I'm coming over, you're gonna clean that shit up. Uh, Tim, I guess, I guess so. Tim, okay. Tim, I'm sorry. I forgot you were coming over. Rich is like, oops, how'd this get here? Is this is this is this does this smell like axe? <laughs> like a can and a half. Uh, Sean, did you answer? Are you going with uh, the thing in Rich's house? <laughs> I did, but I. So the uh, our next door neighbor, the people who used to live there, the woman who used to live there, she was wild. Uh, she was an Italian immigrant. She was just like the craziest person I ever met in my life. 
but she had in her basement, it was like going into a Christmas tree shop. You know, there's like the Christmas stores that only pop up like half the year. And there was just like Christmas stuff everywhere in like mid-August. And it was just like full, like big, like a giant full Christmas display. Like she, so her house is like, it looks like a ranch, but there is a full, the entire house, the basement is fully furnished. And so it's just this giant basement that was filled with Christmas things. And I was just like, and she was like, well, you know, I mean, like her explanation was like, well, I, I think they're beautiful. And why should you only put them out at Christmas? And I'm like, I guess that makes sense. But it's again, it's August. Right. And it was just like, so intricate. And there was like a bunch of creepy dolls everywhere. And I was like, this is like, are you afraid of the dark level? Like, I, someone has died here. Some <laughs> little girl has gone astray and turned into a porcelain doll in this basement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm certain of this. That's the only thing I'm certain of. And then she moved away. So oh. deuces Frankie. But she also Bye. used to touch Jacob's hair in a weird way and also always called Mary Maria. Maria. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's weird. Well. But, you, but uh, yeah, it was just like the weirdest. It was just like... Un, it was like uncomfortable. Like I was seeing something I shouldn't, but it was just like Christmas decorations. I don't know. It's weird. So, te- so you, you, the three of you here are all familiar with Wolfie, um, yes. The, yes. the giant statuette wolf that uh, that we have sitting in our entryway in our house. That is not the Wolfie I went for. I went for uh, a friend of ours, brother or sister. Not what? sure oh, what they. Oh. No. Uh, sibling. We'll go with sibling. No, 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 it's not that one. Uh, the so, original so, Wolfie. No, no, no. So, uh, so Wolfie is a is a a figure of a uh, of a wolf uh, that is sits in our entryway of our home. Um, the reason I bring up Wolfie as my answer is because we acquired this from my my wife's late grandmother, uh, and when my when my wife's grandmother was still with us, um, this is this is basically long story short. Uh, my my wife's grandfather went through a period in his life where he just bought a bunch of wolf stuff off of like call in <laughs> television shows. Um, so he acquired all this stuff, uh, including uh, a wolf table runner, uh, a couple of other wolf decorations and this big wolf. And I bring this up as the weirdest thing I found in somebody else's house, because like the first or second time that I went to visit. Uh, Jenna's grandmother. I went, you know, I went over and it's like, oh, Jenna says, oh, meet me at grandma's house here, um, right around the corner from from your home, Sean. Uh, and uh, I walked in, and the wolf was sitting in the entryway, and I went, Jesus Christ, <laughs> and jumped back because it's a fucking wolf. And I just, I did, I had never, again, I had barely knew her grandmother. I did not know if she had like a large dog or something like that. So I just jumped back, like, Jesus, Christ, fucking wolf. Uh, and it's like, no, it's just a, a wolf, and it's just staring at the front door. Uh, so in her honor, uh, we continue to have the wolf, uh, staring at the front door of anybody who tries to come into the house. I I love the thought that Wolfie is now a family heirloom. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. Oh yeah. That, that wolf has a special place in our heart and our home, uh, for, for as long as, as long as we're able to have Wolfie around. You've just blown my mind. I honestly thought that was like something Bennett bought just on a <laughs> whim. Too. No. Like just was like, here's some weird shit. And then you just brought it with you to your new house to remember Bennett. But it no, is no. family but, heirloom. But I will yep. say that uh that Wolfie uh that when I told Bennett, hey, do you mind if I bring this over? He was all in. 
Like he was immediately yeah. in on that because he also got this the table. Be runner. my best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he scared off a. He scared off a. Like a, we had a somebody come by to look at our water heater back when I lived in Delaware with friend of the show David Bennett. Um, and the Horizon guy that came over, uh, we had yeah, you know, it scared the hell out of him as well. Um, <laughs> so put put him on immediately. Put us in a power position where we we're trying to negotiate <laughs> with this guy because he's like these 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 maniacs of a wolf in their house. <laughs> we're gonna get selling their water heater for five hundred dollars less. Um. <laughs> What is our last question, Sean? That's a great question. I forgot I <laughs> Damn it. I've made it so long. You were so doing close. so well. You're I was so doing close. great. Uh, do you have a favorite mug? And if so, what does it look like? Or why is it special? I think we answered this before. Yeah, I think we we had a favorite. Something similar. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a favorite like mug. A cozy, cozy mug or something. Yeah, what's the mug that you cozy up with? Yeah. Um favorite mug i have a green lantern mug that mary got me it's very big and it's one of those color changey ones where when you put so it's just like hal jordan flying and then when you put hot liquid in it's the whole green lantern core behind him flying also and i think that's very cool uh but favorite mug is a mug that jacob got me i think it was maybe the year the christmas after it was either christmas before or after mary and i got married uh he just got me like one that says like star dad in like the um the star wars font and it was just like it's it is it's not a great mug i don't use it that often but it's just it was very sentimental at the time because it was like this is a great this is like Mm -hmm. as a stepdad you worry all the time about whether or not you're connecting with Hmm. uh your kid and so that was really helpful in that moment to be like, okay, That's we great. have a relationship and it's, it's important to him too. So yeah, he was yeah. thinking about you. But, yeah. And that yeah. was great. Yeah. So most That's awesome. To me. In, in a similar vein, my, my goddaughter years and years ago when she was, I think she was like maybe three or four or something like that. She did one of those things where um, at the mall, uh, she did like, you know, drew, drew a picture uh, and they had it superimposed on a, on a bunch of mugs and passed out to family members. And mine had World's Best Godfather on it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a picture of a clown or something like that. Um, <laughs> I, I I assume I, I, at first self-deprecate me was like, oh, is this a picture of me? And she was four and didn't understand. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I was like, no, no, it's not. Um, but I, I love that mug uh, dearly. The only issue is that it is it's like – in the bottom third of all the mugs we have in our house, as far as capacity is concerned. And I'm a pig. Mm-hmm. So if I'm yeah, going to That's the problem with the coffee, Stardad mug too. It's like, if I'm going to go for a mug, I'm going to go for a big boy, but yeah, go for the big I very boys. much appreciate it. <laughs> right. So, so exactly. So the sentimental mug is, is, is one of my favorites, but the one that I use on the most regular basis is probably uh, my Mega Man mug. Uh, blue, and no matter how many times I run that thing through the wash, the picture hasn't faded in like <laughs> seven years. It's incredible. Uh, so that that's my, my, my favorite mug, I would say. How about you, Rich? I've I have so many damn mugs because I just have all my grandparents' coffee mugs um, that it's hard to pick a favorite. But I'd have to say my favorite, I guess, would be uh, a few years back. Uh, Tim Hansen got me a uh, Yoda uh, Yoda mug. It, it was like a hot chocolate set with a Yoda mug in it, and so. It, it that is in the exact same vein as your guys's mug like it is it holds the least amount of coffee of all the mugs i've got but it's adorable but it's mm-hmm. adorable it, it's tiny and adorable just like tim 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's it's taller than most of the mugs I have, but still holds less coffee than oh, most never of mind. the mugs I I thought you were going to say it was taller than me, and I was like, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's about half your height. Okay. <laughs> Tim could jump in, crouch down, and like hide in it like Snake. <laughs> like, uh, like Solid Snake. Dun, dun, it's dun, my dun, box. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh tim what is your tim you don't drink coffee but but no. uh do you have a favorite mug for other warm beverages i mean i don't really drink warm beverages and if i do it's from wawa in a paper cup mm-hmm. um i think the last time we asked this question i i'm pretty sure i was drinking wine out of a like little mug, a little uh knob creek whiskey mug yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna i think that was my answer then and it's probably my answer now because i i don't yeah i i remember that question it was what was your go-to mug yeah for that other question yeah oh okay so that's good because that Fuck you, my microphone. So <laughs> Slap. That's, wow. that's that's good, though, because then, then my answer is different. My go-to mug is the Green Lantern one. My most sentimental mug is the Stardad one. There yeah. you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the last question, right, Sean? Yes, it is. Now, you have is. a take. Do you want to give that do. take now? I can. If it's, it's, it's I also have spe- a take. It's hyper-specific, and it'll... I, I let's go with your take because my take is going to take oh, a boy. lot of setup, and honestly, oh. if I don't get to it, it's final. Just write a fucking blog or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I have a take. I, I started to craft this take earlier this week, so we're going to take a spin over to Kaz's corner. I've alluded to okay. So I've that, 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 I've alluded to this take a few times, uh, and I've sort of like pussyfooted around a little bit with this take because um, I know this is this is a this is going to be a big time. Uh, Kaz yucks your yum. Uh, kind of moment here, uh, but I just okay. <sighs> My take, guys. Weezer just fucking sucks, man. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's over. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Weezer's not a good band and haven't been for like 25 years. Okay. Like, it's just it's over. Uh, the charade is up. The jig is up. Rivers Cuomo, bad band. Um, Sean, did you want to jump in real quick? Listen. Hot. You're right. It's 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 it, uh, continue. I'm I'm a hundred percent on board. They haven't made a good album since like the Green album or Look, something. This, this nonsense. This this is this is Weezer getting grandfathered in because it's like like the stuff that's because appealing it's about Weezer. Was it because they're Weezer? Because they put out the blue album? Because the sweat? Look, first of all, let, let me get to the fact that their music has been boring, and it's like they have a pop sensibility. Is the big, the big, the big draw is like Rivers Cuomo has this pop sensibility and everything like that. They've made boring music, derivative music <laughs> for twenty five plus years. Their last acceptable album was the Green album, not good album. That's not their last good album. Acceptable, That's their last acceptable album. Mm-hmm. Make believe is an actual trash fire. Uh, uh, and and everything after that has been derivative bullshit. In addition, and, and furthermore, furthermore, they're a bunch of fucking frauds. Uh, this 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 <laughs> it's not just that they're bad; they're frauds. This whole thing where they were like, oh, the the, the '90s. Everybody points to the Blue Album. The Blue Album is the the artistic apex. This is the. I mean, listen, you can go to Pinkerton if you're like interested in having something that's not music be your favorite album. Uh, but, <laughs> I, I but, will fight you on that, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Great, El- 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 oh, so Great, phenomenal. Uh, if, if you want to point to that, fine. But the the Blue Album 
is not R- Rivers Cuomo is not a deep person. This band is not a deep band. They the Blue Album was decent music because it is they which they wrote because it was the popular music of that time because that that silent indie influenced garage rock not garage rock college rock influenced stuff is what was big at the time you know what was big in the early 2000s punk pop and all of a sudden fucking hash pipe is a thing uh this is this is not appealing anymore that four middle-aged white dudes like kiss you know what that is that's just everyone on twitter that's just every old middle-aged <laughs> white dude on Twitter is just an old dude who likes likes Kiss. Rivers Cuomo is doing this this Kiss worship that that's not it's not quirky anymore. That it's it's fine that he likes you know seventies theatrical rock because he has thick horn rim glasses. Uh, it's not quirky anymore. He's not deep. He just loves he, he apes what is popular. And if he wants to do like the Van Weezer thing, at least is the, the Van Weezer album. I don't know if they actually end up putting this out, but the Van Weezer album, the 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 single that they put out a couple months ago, is at least them being obvious it's it's them doing the quiet part out loud it's like this is who we are uh we do schlocky 80s rock at this point the, the, specifically the, the, this is the thing that bothers me the most about this is 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 is, is the, in addition to the derivative stuff there is a song so rivers cuomo does uh had a couple of solo records that were just called like alone with rivers or something like that and on the second one they have a song called uh can't stop partying and rivers writes this very quiet acoustic like sort of downcast sounding song with the lyrics called you know i can't stop partying and if you're looking for me i'm in vip just follow the smoke i'm bringing bottles of the goose and it, it, it's it's a very interesting song because it, it combines these it sounds like the guy is really enjoying partying and like he, he loves his party lifestyle uh and if you just read the lyrics verbatim that's what it sounds like but he contrasts it with this very somber downcast acoustic guitar you know quiet music that makes it seem like okay he's sort of He's putting on a front, you know, he, he's sort of partying because he doesn't want to confront all the other problems with his his life. And, you know, it's deep. It's an interesting conflict. And then they put out an album called Ratitude and they put that song on it. Can't Stop Partying. And they turned it into an actual fucking party song and they put fucking <laughs> Little Wayne on it. And it's got synths and stupid ass lyrics. It is not is not. It's, it's it's the quirky girl that it's it's just white dudes saying words like dope over and over and over again and making it sound like it's good they have they're and, and the, the 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 covers thing it's it's the, the covers of no scrubs great 50 year old like middle-aged white dude does a cover of an actual good r&b song from the 90s not interesting not an interesting song it's not good at this point and the the cover of africa by toto i've said it before i'll say it again on this show the only thing i think of when i hear that cover is boy i wish i was listening to toto like boy i was listening, i wish i was listening so to the actual song it is the antithesis of all of those bad cover of, of the the good covers that we that we covered on our show a couple episodes ago it's just they've been trash they've been skating by on the brand for a long time and i'm they're they're a they're a front stem to stern disinteresting band and i'm sick of (laughs) of getting them uh giving them a free pass you're a true hero i'm fucking done with them i'm done pretending that they're interesting when when you started this take i got furious and then I thought more and more about my fandom of Weezer. And I'm like, I kind of really only like them because I liked Lost. And they had an album called Hurley. I saw them once. And that's all <laughs> oh, I need my to God. see them for. Here's, so- Can you believe what passed? The lead single. Here's the hook from the lead single. Memories. 
Make me want to go back there. Back. That's the lead single from that album. The uh, first impression that they wanted so to give of that album was that song. There was a very long time when I was like, Weezer sucks so bad, but everyone loved them. And I'm like, what am I missing? <laughs> and so I listened to them so much. And like, I, I do genuinely like the Blue Album is very good. Uh, Pinkerton, I do like. And I think the Green Album is fine. And then then after that, there are just individual songs that are pretty good. You know, like they're, they do have catchy songs like on Make Believe. I don't even remember the one that's. But Beverly Hills. No, but fucking Beverly Hills. That's my, that <laughs> was my favorite. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills was a piece such of... a terrible There's... song. You know, you don't like to hear 35 year old guys singing about how preppy girls There's... never looked at him. Bana. I think it's just so that's, boring. My favorite part and, is like, I never went to boarding school. I'd be like, I did, bitch. <laughs> it's so bad. I hated and, and that like, song. The, the, the worst part is Beverly Hills is the worst song on that album. I know. And that was their first single from it. Like, what that, the fuck, guys? They, they, they do have some good songs intermittently, but I think overall, you're right. They just are, they're coasting by they, on their, on their, uh, Put me in a special school because I am such a fool and I don't need a single book to teach you me how to read. Who needs stupid, stupid books? They are for petty crooks and I will learn. To, what kind of Dr. Seuss bullshit is this that they passed <laughs> well, that, off as, as lyrics? That was, like, that was like when Vine was popular and you had 30-year-old dudes being like, when you have to do your schoolwork and your teachers are like, oh, why didn't you do it? And you're like, oh. bro, you're 48. Like, oh. chill. God. <laughs> The, my biggest problem with Weezer, and I don't know if this may go over your guys' heads or not, I compare them, they are the Ubisoft of music. They release a new Ooh. album at least once a year, if not more, and they have not gotten better. They've just been... Yeah, it's, just brand, been, it's brand maintenance. That's, they, so they... What's that? The, the uh, album Maladroit is pretty good because they're leaning into that, like, We Love Kiss... Van mm-hmm. Halen 80s rock stuff when it's just like you know heavier heavier guitars like guitar solos that are just you know thrashy for the sake of being thrashy like that's good do do that please stop they remind me of they're like a less they're like a better version of um all american rejects because all american rejects oh, do the exact same Christ, thing i'm all american if, rejects if you follow their their sound they start off being pop punk because that's when they started and then they yep. get into that weird like it's just if you listen to their songs you can just follow the trend yeah the trends of the time you're like oh okay you know um gives you hell that's exactly what every other song sounded like at that time mm-hmm. and then just keep then I, i'm pretty sure their their new their newer songs sound like an imagine dragon song like they're just that's what they do they're just following which is which is to be sure fine like there are bands who change like panic at the disco is a great example of a band who changes with the times but kind of gets more themselves as right, they, that, they, they always oh, yeah. had Brendan that. Like, Yuri's been coming into his own. Dude. Exactly, he's they always it. had that theater kid, like cabaret act kind of thing in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's like, and now they're just doing. It. He he is just doing that like all the time now. Yeah, and good for them because they're doing a great job because they have they have a unique sound. Weezer just sounds like everyone else and is 
a boring version of it. I'm also pretty sure Brendan Urie is the only remaining original member. He I is, think you're finally. right. I yes. think within the last three years, the last other guy finally left. I think he's the only member. Everybody else is yeah. like a touring musician, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's what it was. Let's not. Lord, let's get, get off sidetracked by the fact that Weezer still sucks. Like this, <laughs> the, the, yeah. The, yeah. The, the seminal point here is that they're a bad band and people should stop pretending that they're not. I agree with you. A hundred percent. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, it just became one of those things like I'm done putting up with the charade. I'm done. The last All American <laughs> Rejects album was 2012. Mm. So, so we're shitting on them from eight years ago. But listen, that was honestly, just, honestly, okay, eight years, eight fine. years too soon. <laughs> that was just fuck a, all American rejects. <laughs> that was just a okay. Move along is a great album. It got me through a lot of shit when mm. I was in high school. Listen, uh, if you have an emotional attachment to it, fine. But move along is a song. Oh, oh move along is is the worst song on that album. Like I feel like I'm being like I hear that at the gas station. I feel like I'm getting punched in the head. You're right. With, with right. every with every downstroke, da, 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 da. <laughs> it's just what's his fuck from Oklahoma reaching through the speaker and hitting me in the face. Move along, Matt. Move along. Really? Uh, any other? <laughs> All right. So, uh, does anybody have any other final thoughts on my ridiculous nah. take? <sighs> Weezer. Yep. <laughs> well, if Tim, uh, people want to see your thoughts on music in general, I guess where can they find you on Twitter? At Tim R. Hansen. How about you, Sean? At Hey, it's SOB. And you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. You can follow me on Twitter at MKASNL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is available at Brose underscore podcast on Twitter or on Facebook at Brose Podcast. Uh, you can listen to our show anywhere fine podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. Her work is available at Etsy. Com and at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert, and you can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, what's going on with PodQuest these days? Uh, check out PodQuest, a nerdy roundtable where we talk about uh, this week's nerd news and the things we've done. Uh, as I said last week, this past weekend was the open beta test for PlayStation 4 for uh, Square Enix Marvel Avengers. Um, we'll probably talk about that in more detail than we did last week because I'll have played it this time. I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast with my buddy Eddie Provident. Put out an episode every couple of weeks. And I also do uh, scary stories. Uh, that's the way I do it, too. Uh, <laughs> very, very hoarse uh, without any bass. Uh, I also do scary stories for the Insanity Collection, a YouTube channel of uh, scary lists, scary story readings, things like that. So check them out at the Insanity Collection on YouTube. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. Moo. My name's Matt Casnell, reminding you, I'm a troublemaker, not a double, <laughs> not a double taker. <laughs> and be smart about being stupid. Bye.